0: And we are live with the all-gas, no-break sports show. I am one of your co-hosts, Nick Bavona, joined alongside once again by Andrew Johnson and Grayson Sheepy G. Marino. And guys, another wild week in college football. Conference Championship Week is coming up this weekend. But some teams that had some college football playoff hopes had their aspirations shattered this past Saturday. And some new teams now starting to get back into the mix after some crazy upsets we had this past
1: weekend. You know, I loved every moment. A lot of my uh, teams I like to root for had some crazy upsets. And as you know, I'm a fan of chaos. So watching all these teams, all these ranked teams, trying to make the college football playoffs just kind of drop one by one like flies, I-, I couldn't be more happy.
2: It was an absolute batshit crazy week of college football. Again, it's just, this is to be the strangest year of college football of recent memory.
0: Like it's kind every of te- 2007 vibes. And yeah.
2: Like every team you're like, Oh, they'll be destined to make it. And then it's like, Oh, like LSU, for instance. I mean, we'll get to them later, but oh, I mean, if if that's not Brian Kelly, I don't know what is. I mean,
0: listen, when I saw that <laughs> game on paper, we'll get into that a little bit later on, but I did not like LSU going into that one. And you, you saw the final result. It did not go well for the Tigers. But they were just one of a couple of teams that lost their college football playoff aspirations. And potentially for this team we're going to talk about next, maybe their chances are done. But there's still a little bit hope for them. They need a little bit of maybe uh, probably just one team to lose this pe- this upcoming weekend. And they'll be in the college football playoff. And that being the Ohio State Buckeyes. As they were at home facing the Michigan Wolverines. Michigan has not won in Columbus since the year 2000. So they're trying to pull off a major, major win on the road, trying to beat them for the second straight year after a nice win last year at the Big House. And Michigan, they did it pretty you know, emphatically. They beat Ohio State in convincing fashion, the final score in this one being 45-23. to 23. Michigan running the ball for 252 yards, most of that coming from Donovan Edwards, who had 216 yards on the day and two long-rushing touchdowns. And the biggest story for Michigan, J.J. McCarthy. Great performance from him showed out when he needed it to do the most for the Wolverines. He throws for 263 yards, three passing touchdowns, and Michigan goes on the road and stomps Ohio State 45-23. They now are going to move up in the poll. Most likely will be the number two team in the country. The college football playoff poll as of right now is being released. So we'll get into that a little bit later on in the show. But for Ohio State, definitely a demoralizing loss, and now they'll need a little bit of help if they want to get back into the playoff.
1: Now, I want to start off by saying a couple things. The first half of this game, it was a game. It was a close back-and-forth action. Michigan eventually took the lead and had a touchdown uh, advantage going into the second half. I don't think anyone expected a kind of that high-powered offense in the first half because Ohio State and Michigan, for the most part of this season, have been second-half teams. You've seen Michigan struggle against teams like Rutgers early in the season. They can only get 10 points, 14 points off in the first half. Ohio State, struggling with teams like Maryland in the first half, only be able to get 10-14 points off. So have both these guys just come out and start, start throwing haymakers. That was really nice to see. However, the second half of that game wasn't even close. Nick, yeah. would you like to inform our viewers or our listeners what Ohio State got outscored by in the second half? Well, oh, hold yeah. Wait, 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 wait Nick,
2: on. before you go, you say the second half, it was only the fourth quarter. Like,
1: I don't I know, they had a 14-point fourteen, saying, they had a 14 point lead going into the fourth quarter, though. Uh,
0: but no, they this, didn't.
2: No. no, they did not.
1: It was they only did a fourth not?
0: quarter game going into the half. I uh, had fourth quarter, sorry.
2: Yeah, it was a close I sworn. game.
0: I could have sworn they it were was, up 27-20. Um, to 20. It was a close game up until the factor of Michigan took got that big touchdown from it's Donovan not, Edwards. Yeah. And then i then After that, point lead with seven minutes It was left.
1: You're right. It was. I, I'm. I'm sorry. I thought it was twenty. I thought it was twenty-four to twenty. No. It was. It was seventeen to twenty. I don't. I. I got my notes mixed. Mixed up. Yeah, it was just yeah, seventeen.
0: Ohio State at the half. Michigan got a yeah. touchdown in the third quarter to take a four-point lead. They went into the fourth with that four-point lead, increased it to eleven at one point. Ohio State cut it to eight with a field goal, and yeah, then Michigan and then, from there on took yeah, the advantage. Michigan dominated after
1: that. But
2: yeah, I, I, I'm gonna say this. I mean. Ohio State played a really good game up until that point. And it was just a big play. They just could not stop. Michigan from getting that explosive play.
1: No, well, they couldn't stop Donovan Edwards. Was, the the uh, issue
0: for Ohio State was they missed a lot of tackles in this game. We had oh, the, you insane. know, the earlier in the game, you had a big touchdown from Cornelius Johnson, and that was just one where they just completely missed on the tackle and led to a big play touchdown. And then those two runs for Donovan Edwards, it basically was partying the Red Sea. He just found yeah. an open hole, and he was gone for a big touchdown. And that's a big reason why Ohio State lost this game. 100%. Shout out
1: to the Michigan defense, though. Uh, buckling down in that third quarter, allowing zero points for about 20 minutes. Uh, absolutely no, fantastic thing. I mean, it, it was really great. And I wanted to uh, shout out to the uh, head coach of Michigan, Mr. Harbaugh. But I want to say one thing. He had a really interesting quote, which kind of is a little shade. He said at the, uh, at the end of the game, some guys are standing on third base thinking they hit a triple when they don't realize that it was kind of get like gift wrapped to them, so I was kind of some shade at Ryan Day saying, "Hey, listen, he's not responsible for this Ohio State di- dynasty. He just kind of inherited it." So a little bit of shade at the end of the game too.
2: I'm gonna say though, the play calling in this second half from Ohio State was pitiful. Like they just they couldn't get into a rhythm, and the Michigan defense played well. I'm not gonna say they didn't, but like there was just very questionable decisions. Like even their regular run plays just did not seem to be in the right times. I don't know if it was just me while I was well, watching this game.
0: Ohio State's issue all season has been their running game. They haven't really 100%. had that big explosive running back that like they've had in years past. And that's been a big issue for them this season. And it's now been more, you know, on CJ Stroud to try to get them into a spot where they can win these games. And up until he this had a point. Good game. And yeah, and don't get me wrong, he had a he had a really good game, but up until this point in the season Stroud has been able to do that. The issue was is that they just couldn't get it done in the second half of this game. You know, yeah. Stroud could only do so much, and the defense for Ohio State was abysmal in the second half, to say the least. As Johnson was pointing out earlier, the score in the second half of this game was the infamous meme, 28-3. to Michigan just took advantage easily on this Ohio State defense that has been really not been good this entire season. They really have had, you know – Some big mishaps, especially the game before against Maryland. They got down to, at one point, the double digits. Looked like they were going to lose that game. The defense eventually picked it up in the second half. But in this game, they weren't able to do that. And Michigan's explosive running game from Donovan Edwards and McCarthy's great passing passing attack led to Michigan getting this win. Now they move up in the poll. They're going to have to play Purdue this week in the Big Ten Championship. On paper, it looks like an easy win. Purdue has been a sneaky, you know, could be a sneaky team. Maybe they pull off a ma- a monster upset, but for Ohio State, they're going to need one team at least if they're going to make the college football playoff. But this is something that they have to look back on and say, "Listen, it happened. We're going to have to get back, you know, fix some things and try to get into the college football playoff." But the biggest story is if they don't get into the college football playoff, C.J. Stroud, you might have seen the last of him in college football. The rumor is is that if Ohio State doesn't make the college football playoff and they play in the rules Bowl. He most likely will decline to play in the game, and he'll get ready for the NFL draft.
2: I mean, that's smart, in my opinion. Um, I wouldn't take the risk playing in the Rose Bowl. I mean it. It's sad because that used to be such a it prestigious used to be a game. thing. Yeah, it was just a very prestigious game to play in, and I don't blame these kids now from not wanting to play in them. Because, no, I, especially I like a guy you, like Stroud, like, he's a consensus top, what, two, five three pick? Definitely
1: top three.
0: Top, top three. He's top Yeah, I say top Here's three. Top the, draft three is the, the order every single week in the NFL is changing, is so changing. we don't know yeah. what team is going to pick beach, where. So, so okay, I'd how I'd about this? Top, top three talent? Yes. Is that yeah, fair? Yes. I think that's okay. fair.
2: Okay. He's a top three talent. There's no reason for him to go out there and play that game. There's not. So, But, at the same time, as a fan of Ohio State, I'd want him to play. If I were a fan of Ohio State, I'd want him to play. No, but at the same time, fair. as somebody that is that has the potential to be a top three pick, I wouldn't want to take the risk of my own body playing yeah, that game. What,
1: and that's why we're expanding the college football playoffs. Because now, Ohio State, if this was, let's say, 2026, they'd be a lot of playoffs right now. Yep. So he'd be yeah, playing. Absolutely. Which is 100%. better for it's better for the fans. It's better for the kids to have a shot at a college football championship. But no, he can't risk himself losing out in tens of millions of dollars for that first-round contract. He, uh, It's definitely way too much to lose out on.
2: I also don't think now with the NIL deals and stuff like that, a lot of these kids don't have that pride in wearing that jersey as much, I feel like.
1: It's all self-brand now.
2: Yeah. I, it, instead fair. of picking a college for... Oh, I really like the coaching staff, or I like the campus or the tradition. It's more of, could they get me to the league? Like that. I feel like that's the way just sports in general has gone. But especially for college football, it is more relevant. I don't know. All right.
0: Nick, do you have any thoughts on this game? I mean, like I said, Michigan gets a monster win. I think this is you know starting to turn a tide for the Wolverines. I think they're they're finally you know tired of being yeah. I think they're just tired of being known as you know lower than Ohio State. They want to be on the same level as the Buckeyes, and they proved it the last two seasons. And now, if they're they listen I, on paper right now, they're probably the second dangerous team in the nation behind Georgia. So they right now have a really good shot of winning the national championship this season. The question's going to be, if who would they play in the college football playoff? That's going to be determining on who, how it happens, because you could make, very well see a rematch between these two teams if someone like TCU or USC potentially loses
1: Saturday. So, speaking of USC, let's talk about USC. They keep their college football playoff hopes alive, uh, pretty much beating their living hell on Notre Dame. I really wanted Notre Dame to win, which is going to be a shock to some people, but I didn't. I'm, a big fan. I'm a big fan of Chaos, so Notre Dame winning over USC would have been hilarious. But USC, it looks like they're gonna keep that spot. I don't know what they are currently in the college football playoffs. I had mentioned three at this point. Maybe they uh Well, we'll get into Jordan. it a little bit later
0: on before we before we talk no. about that. But the more the 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 biggest story that came out of this game is you're starting to see Caleb Williams look like an even bigger monster than he was before he got to USC. You know, you saw some remnants of that at Oklahoma last year. He's had some great games this season as well, and he has really picked it up down the stretch of this season, and now by far is the favorite to win the Heisman Trophy. Right, CJ Stroud that. kind of lost it after this last game with Mich- against Michigan. Oh. And Williams, I mean, he counts for four touchdowns in this game, three rushing, and he throws for 232 yards. USC gets a 38-27 win. A good fight from the Irish. They kept it close, you know, to- towards the end. Try to get back into it late, but it just wasn't enough. USC just has too much, you know, offensive firepower. Austin Jones had 154 yards rushing for this Trojans offense. They're another team that's very scary when it comes to the college football playoff. They have to play Utah this upcoming weekend. Again, you know, the team that is their only loss of the season. So a chance for USC to avenge that loss and get into the college football playoff. But if I'm a team like Georgia, this is a scary team to potentially play right now. I don't know if I would want to play them if they, you know, if the rankings end the way that they currently are. That would be a dangerous matchup for the Bulldogs, but it would definitely be high scoring, to say the least.
2: Uh, I don't know about that. I think the Bulldogs would be okay. I think that defense is just on a different level. I don't, I think no, that, I don't,
0: think I don't know if they faced an offense like this all season, besides um, maybe Tennessee. Yeah, but you could say Tennessee. Look how Tennessee looked in that game, and look how they've been since.
2: Yeah, but I mean... That was still a high-powered offense. (laughs) I I would take
0: USC's offense over Tennessee A-Day of the
2: Week. But we don't know what USC's offense really is yet. They they haven't played... How? We've played 12 games in the season. We know what USC is. But when I say it like that, I'm saying more of, like, quality of defensive opponents. The the Pac-12 is basically the big big 12. Like, let's be honest. I mean, sure,
0: but... They're, they're a great offensive team. It doesn't oh, matter. 100%. I
2: know where you're think,
0: going with this. You're gonna, it's going to be the I,
2: old conference
0: narrative where
2: I think you're George taking
0: is, Tennessee because they're in the SEC, and you're not taking USC because
2: they're in the Pac-12. It was more of I just think Georgia's gone through different styles of offenses and I mean, but different other type than, of playmakers. Other than
0: Tennessee, who also they really offensively – what's their next biggest offensive threat
2: they've played? Um, one second. I mean, Oregon to start the season, technically. Technically, yes. I mean, Ta- technically, I mean, South Carolina's offense woke up towards the end of the season. I mean, sure. I mean, we everybody expected I, I, again, Florida's I, the, Everybody expected Florida's offense to be. The issue so is all the teams in. you've
0: listed. I take USC's offense any day of the week over
2: them. Yeah. Uh, understandably, but I'm just saying that they're still very, very quality offenses. And I just think George's Yeah, they're a tier I think George's defense
1: is better than UFC's offense. I, I see what he's saying here. That, that's I see I'm what getting he's at. saying, but I'm
2: I, talking just overall how many stars did they return on defense? They had to return what? Like
0: I, I just think the narrative of UFC because they played Pac-12, they're not going to really fare as better against the SEC defense. I, I think that
1: narrative. I mean, is I'll be honest with you, Nick. I think there's like a look Mich- like how Michigan looked last year in the college football players, and they had to play an SEC team. I think that's how it's going to go. Mi-
0: your, Michigan's offense was not what USC's offense is. You people yeah, are aware. sleeping on USC's no, offense. I, I'm, not I, I, USC's,
2: I I'm not saying that USC. I'm on, not saying that USC. I'm not saying Johnson's more
0: sleeping on it than that's but, disrespectful. Michigan, you're comparing hmm. them
1: to. No, that's what I'm saying. The, the score is going to look like how Michigan's looked like last year. I don't know. Play. I don't know about that, man. Georgia's is another level, man.
0: I agree. I, with I, 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 understand, I, I understand that. But Georgia has the last couple of weeks offensively. They, have not looked, they haven't, they haven't looked good.
2: They've been coasting. Come on.
1: Yeah, no, definitely.
2: Like, the, if you look at their opponents the last couple of weeks, have they really had a challenge? Like, no. So they, I think they've literally just been. Yeah, hosting. if
0: they face one good, if they listen, if you put USC in that game against Kentucky, like the, Georgia, always scores sixteen points against a, a Kentucky team that's been pretty much bad
2: all season. Yeah, but again, you can't put play scenario like that because, I mean, look at other teams. Like oh, okay. the magic
1: of college football is on any given Saturday. 100%. Team a hundred percent can beat team B. Can beat team B. That's the that's, and, that, and that's and
0: that's all I'm getting at. I think the USC has a realistic shot of beating a team like Georgia. Obviously, they have to get past Utah first to get there.
2: I personally if, just think Georgia's on a different level. That's all. That and that's fair. they The defending
0: national champion for a reason. So and they play.
2: I mean, let's see what they do. I, I'll give you this: if. They play another very strong defensive game against L.C., which i really they expect most, them to. They probably will. LC that defense is going to have ex- insane confidence going into the playoff. I don't know if I want to touch that defense with that type of confidence. Not the, the,
0: but remember, they're going to be well-rested, so the rest could, yeah. could potentially hurt them.
1: Or it could hurt right. them. It so could hurt I, USC, I, too. That, that,
0: that, that's, uh, that's also fair.
1: So I want to stick with the SEC in this next game. Uh who saw this coming? I know one person saw this coming. Grayson took the alt spread of South Carolina plus seven. I thought that was insane. South Car- he could have taken South Carolina minus one, which would have been a twenty one and a half point swing. He probably would have made a thousand he probably would have gotten a thousand to one odds on that. South Carolina with a stunner over Clemson and just kind of burying the dead body of Clemson's college football player. So really just Completely taking him out of the picture. I I can't believe this happened. Spencer Rattler has looked like that quarterback he was promised to be. South Carolina is looking very strong going into next year as well. So I'm I'm very excited to see that storyline going as well. But I also want to take a look at Clemson because they're going to have to do a lot of self reflecting uh, this season and in the entire offseason as well. Like we have to see what went wrong, why did it go wrong. And I I could see some, uh, maybe some coordinators getting fired at the end of the season.
2: Mm, Maybe
0: nah, I don't know. But I mean, they wouldn't get fired. They would like they would move on to another team, be like a head coaching candidate. At that rate, that's how clubs it is every year.
1: So they yeah they mutually part ways. They're
0: not they're not, not going to get fired.
2: They're not firing anyone. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I saw this coming. Yeah, we know that. You took um, South
1: Carolina plus seven.
2: I really wanted to take South Carolina straight up, but I thought I'd be batshit crazy doing that. Um, which, in theory, I would have been. But um, I just, I Clemson has just not shown me enough to say that they were going to go in and be able to compete against the SEC team. Which, again, goes back to the conference argument. But it's an argument that could consistently get made because the SEC is always just, they recruit different. They this played, this played. scenario
0: that you're saying is so wrong because if you look at DJ or wherever the hell you say it, his stats. If Clemson had any type of quarterback, they'd win this game. But again, he put it them in a, but, He threw, hold. he threw under 100 yards and completed eight passes. It how does it not How does that not matter? It doesn't because you you're know telling what? Me, You're telling me if Clemson had a competent quarterback, South Carolina still wins this game.
1: But well, you don't Clemson, know that if Clemson had a competent quarterback, they'd be undefeated right now.
0: Exactly, and they
2: didn't. So you can't
0: but, say but, uh, he. But what he's saying is, is that this whole narrative of the I saw this happening because SEC is better than ACC. That's not the narrative in this game. The narrative in this game was DJ Uwagale was horrible. That's why Clemson lost.
2: But you can't say that. Yes, what do you, you mean, mean you can't say, say, say he that? He was definitely a contribution. See, is he, to is, he is he the reason what they lost? Boy. Answer the question. Wait, Nick, if he's playing that bad, why don't you bench him? He got out. Dabo got out. Coach, they don't, they don't. He did not get out. Yes, he did.
0: He did not. They have a bad you quarterback, have to, and their backup's not good either. They don't have a quarterback, you still
2: have, bro. If your quarterback's Answer the eight of twenty-nine,
0: did the quarterback lose in this game?
2: No, because the head coach lost in this game. Th-
0: even you if you put to, the backup in, he's not you winning you the know, game. But you don't do know that. that.
2: I do. How do you know? Hold on, wait, Nick. Hold on. If that's your case, you don't think the backup could do better than 829? I do to know
0: how I know? Because they put the backup in against Syracuse, and he didn't win them the game. The Syracuse defense got so many penalties but, that they, they, they gave Clemson the
2: win. What, did Clemson win that game? I just told you why they won the game. It doesn't matter. They still won the game, didn't they? You're being oblivious to what's happening. No, no. you're just not understanding the fact that as a head coach, your quarterback's playing like shit. You take him out. But
0: that's not what you're getting at. You're getting at is that the SEC is better than the ACC. That's exactly what you just said. It, okay. is it and, not, I'm, and I'm not disagreeing with you that, but that was the, you said that the reason that this game it happened, oh, on, happened Nick, is are because you going to that. tell
2: me, on, are you going to sit there and tell me why don't an you answer A- the question A- I asked An three <laughs> team is better than probably 90% of the, the ACC. Okay. But the question, the, what I asked is, is that the, your, narrative oh, A- four, game, your narrative for
0: this game, your narrative for this game. Was that the reason that the, the result of this happened is because the S no, this I SSC said that's is the
2: feeling I had.
0: Okay, fair enough.
2: That is the feeling I had, is what I said. That is why I went with South Carolina.
0: Just just remember you took them plus seven. It's not like you took them minus seven. So you still thought but, they were gonna
2: lose. Yeah, no shit. You expect a fucking team that's a top what what were they uh top eight top eight team in the country to go into South Carolina where they've, Oh, wait, I'm sorry. They're at Clemson. I apologize at home against the conference. A a rival, an in-state rival would be able to compete. I'm sorry. I expected them to win by seven or eight, but you can't just ignore the fact that the SEC is a better conference. I'm
0: not, that's not what I'm saying. And the fact
2: that this, and the fact, well, let me finish. The fact that this team was just coming off a win against Tennessee—granted, Hooker got hurt and they haven't looked good—but they still came off a win against a very competent team. Like, the SEC is better; it always has been; it always will be.
0: That's not what my argument was. The my the reason I the my argument was is that if Clemson had a quarterback, but you can say that about
2: a million different teams. Like in every in every possible scenario. Oh well, if you had a better this, then yeah, you would have won. I mean, if Ohio State had a better defense, yeah, they would have won that game too. That, that, that's not how it goes. And I'm saying the fact that they didn't decide to t- make a quarterback change is goes to the coaching. You have to make a change. It doesn't matter if he's worse. You don't know that until
1: you throw the guy in there. All right, so I want to move on to the next game, Nick. I will give you final thoughts on this.
0: Uh, I I have no words. Just go to the
1: next game. All right, so we're going to the next game. Staying in the beautiful SEC, probably the upset of the year, maybe. Mm. This this game had a lot of this game had a lot of implications when you yeah, think I'd about it. Say that. This game, if LSU. One, they would still be in contention to make the college football playoff. They're four, probably, if they win this. They
2: actually, they yeah, four.
1: They'd probably yeah. be four. I don't know if they'd be four. We could argue about that all night, but Texas A&M at home in Kyle Field, final game of the season for the since they do, will not qualify for a bowl game, destroys LSU at home, number five LSU on the road. I, I, I would say I'm surprised, but I'm not that surprised. Uh, We've said it from the beginning of this season. Texas A&M has had the talent. It's just the coaching. They need to get the team together. They need to get the locker room together. And it seems like they, you know, they're firing on all cylinders. So LSU just called them at a bad time. I think if LSU plays them any at any point at home during the season, they probably have a double-digit victory, but they just called him at a bad time.
2: Uh, I mean, you got to... I mean, A&M ran the ball with... Uh, they're coming with the... Pronunciation of uh, the running back for sure. Run-up. It's a chain. Is it okay?
0: I could be completely wrong. I don't I'm not. Know.
2: I'm not sure either. Um, the guy had 38 30 carries this game. Like that, yep. that's insane. He,
1: you know, Texas A&M has not been known for the quarterback play, but their running game has been absolutely. I don't want to say otherworldly, but way above average of this year.
2: I mean, yeah, he's had a very good season. Um that this comes, I I just like this narrative. I don't actually believe it for this scenario, but Brian Kelly <laughs> just <laughs> just being himself, losing the game. No,
1: he, he finally he, he beat Alabama though. He figured it out. Like you know, oh,
2: yeah, Alabama
1: one of the worst teams Alabama's had. Yeah, I mean he finally beat Alabama, memory. but he loses the four and seven Texas A and M on the road when yeah, he's one game away from making the college football playoffs. Potentially, it's okay.
2: It's a very Brian Kelly move, that's all. Um but th- there's really not much for me to really talk about in this game other than the fact that you got to get more out of your like out of your defense. Like you you just got to if you want to be able to compete for an SEC championship, you, you got to get more out of your defense.
1: And they'll have an entire offseason to figure it out. Nick, your thoughts please. I mean, it's a great
0: way for Texas A&M. I mean, this is the team we kind of expected going into the season. They were ranked in the top five for a reason. Obviously, a lot of things have happened. Injuries, suspensions, just really bad game playing. And it kind of all came together for them in this game. I mean, they got everything that they they wanted. You know, Moose Muhammad III had an insane one-handed touchdown that put them up by two possessions. And the really biggest story of the game is Texas A&M's defense was very good in this game against LSU. They forced a fumble recovery for a touchdown. And they held LSU's Jaden Daniels with just 189 passing yards. He really could not do anything through the air. He was also their leading rusher. So LSU really just had a tough time offensively when it came down to it. And you kind of had to think that they probably were looking ahead to that game against Georgia this upcoming weekend. And it definitely that definitely is the case at the end of the day. Now they have to face Georgia in the SEC Championship. They could definitely play spoiler with the upset win. But a really bad loss for LSU considering that they had a – Chance to make the college football playoff that's now definitely over after this pretty much embarrassing loss to the Aggies.
1: I think the only way else you can make the college football playoffs is if everyone in the top four loses. So they they're, have to be Georgia. No, Johnson, they can't. It's,
0: no, Johnson. You don't think they, that would... Johnson, the, the, I can tell you right now, the poll came out. They are not making the college football playoffs. No.
1: What did they drop to? Uh,
0: I'm pretty sure they're in the 20s. Oh, boy. Yeah, 14, that's. Definitely... Ranked, all right, hold on. Re, let me re. Let me re Reconfirm this. They are fourteen. They're not twenty, but they're fourteen. They're not. They're not That's still,
1: that's it. still pretty bad. Well, um, maybe in the next really life, really
0: bad LSU. loss. It's a really bad yeah, loss. Maybe may in the a like, next loss. Listen, I, like thought,
1: us, I thought okay, maybe they'll go down to nine or 10. No, like 14, no. Yeah, that's kind of unreasonable. At the end of the day, LSU
0: was not really expecting to be in the scenario where they were top five no. at the end of the season. No, absolutely not. Um, I don't think they were expecting to be in the SEC championship in year one with Brian Kelly, but here they are. But Like I said, they're facing a really good Georgia team, so it's really going to be an uphill battle if they're going to try to pull off the upset this Saturday.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And let's stay in the SEC. Uh, The Iron Bowl, winners of the Iron Bowl, Alabama for Crimson Tide, beat Auburn, and now they have a chance, an outside chance, to maybe make the college football playoffs, but uh, maybe looking like a 1% %er chance for them as well. Who would like to uh, start us off on this?
2: I mean, there would have to be an utter collapse for Alabama. They would need... They would need I mean, to the whole top three. They,
0: they definitely need two, maybe three losses.
2: They might need three. They most likely will need three. It would have to be TCU, USC, Michigan. Michigan, and then yeah, one of them. Yeah. And probably, well, I mean, if we'll T- see. Georgia's in no matter what. Georgia's so, in no yeah. matter what. So here's, Agreed.
0: The, here's, here's the scenario, in my opinion. Right now, as it stands, it's Alabama's six, Ohio State's five, so Bama realistically just needs two teams to lose and they'll be in. Yeah. Now the but, thing is, the two teams they need to lose it cannot be Georgia. Georgia cannot be one of those two teams. No, it has to be anyone. Now the question would be, if Michigan lost to Purdue, where do you put Michigan? I don't know. You probably put them outside. You have to because the of the Ohio. I don't.
2: I feel like you would have to keep them in there just lost the Ohio State that's, that's the.
0: That's the. They, that's going to be to the drop them before. That's where I. I don't know. I think so, but I don't you, know. You, you need USC and you need TCU to lose. Say, uh, yeah, it's, it's TCU it's and USC club. you need to lose. And
1: that's that's a realistic scenario. I could see both those teams losing.
0: Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. I, I mean would they're, definitely agree with they're that. They're facing really tough opponents, but I, I think Michigan would be a, a really big, you know, discussion on what would you do between those two teams. But, I think mean, it would depend on the game. I like if know.
1: Michigan goes out and gets rolled by fifty, which probably will not happen, then you drop him out. But if Michigan loses by like a last-second field goal or a touchdown, yeah. I think it's still I mean, it, it still Because
0: remember, you're facing an unranked Purdue team. That I mean, it would not be a good. It would not be a good loss on their part.
2: Uh, no, I it was think it's
0: good this season, but it would not be a good loss. They Michigan does have the resume to still make it either way. But like yeah. I said, it's a really, it's really a discussion of. Which non-conference team do you want to put in, and who has a better resume? On paper, it's probably Michigan over Alabama, but I don't know. Um, yeah, I'd probably agree with you on that. I don't think yeah. Alabama has the necessary wins over the Michigan does.
2: But, uh, I agree
0: Definitely with not, that. Not,
1: not, not at least not this year.
2: No. Um, but yeah, I mean Auburn's a reeling team. Getting back to it, um, Auburn's a team that you know fired their head coach. Should have fired. Should never even hired him to begin with, but um, I mean, Cadillac had had them playing semi decent, but they were just outclassed. They they had no shot in this game, and this is exactly what you expect out of Alabama with a team that's this subpar. Yeah,
0: I mean, listen. All right, for, for Alabama. The moral story is you're you're going to hope the committee looks at your resume. If the two, two losses happen, you're going to have to say, okay, will the committee give us a break because our two losses were by a combined, what, six points? Something like that. So, Bama has a chance, but it's going to take a lot to happen this, this upcoming weekend for them to even get there. But like you said for Auburn, they're still you know, reeling from the, a really bad season. We'll get into them a little bit. They made a new head coaching hire. We'll get into that just a little bit, but Johnson's the uh, next game was another game, pretty much another team that had an outside shot of making the college football playoff, and they
1: also got upset this week. Oregon should be embarrassed of themselves. I cannot believe what just went in front of me. I, I want—I don't know this for sure, oh, I but can believe. I would say that Oregon was probably minus 2,000 favorites at some point during this game. No. Uh, oh, 31 well, 10. Yeah, at when they're up I 31 could, 10, I could give you that. Probably uh, if they're up 3110 uh, after the half. I would definitely say they were probably at least minus 1000.
0: Yeah, mm, probably. I, 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 could, I, could, I could live with that. That's fair.
1: But hey, Nick, what's that special score about the Oregon Ducks after they collapsed and lost to Oregon State? What were they outscored by in the second half? Well,
0: when Oregon State was down 31 to 10, they outscored Oregon 28 to 3. The meme still lives on that end the game. They win this one 38 to 34. And this is pretty much a game where Oregon State really necessarily didn't win the game more. It was more of Oregon lost this game. They had some very questionable play calling in the second half, especially in that fourth quarter. They went for it on fourth and short in their own territory, did now, not get it. It led to an Oregon State is. touchdown. So really questionable play calling from the Ducks. And, I mean, listen, if they had any chance of the College Football Playoff, they would have had to have won this game. And if they've won the game, they would have been in the Pac-12 championship game and would have played USC. So they would have had a slim but realistic shot of potentially making it in, also barring some losses. Now with this loss to Oregon State, they not only missed out on the college football playoff, now they don't even make the Pac-12 championship game. So a really frustrating end of the season for the Ducks. They had a really good year from Bo Nix. He had a solid game in this one, but the Ducks really just falter at the end and lose a pretty much an, uh, heart, I, w- I wouldn't even say heartbreaking it's just embarrassing how they lost this game at the end and for the Oregon State Beavers a and great season for them I mean nine and three strong end of the season for them and I listen this is a game on paper I liked them at going into the game I didn't I wasn't you know confident in taking them straight but I thought Oregon State could cover and not only did they cover they won the game outright so great job by the Beavers
2: yeah, I couldn't even tell you. The last time I remember Oregon State being like good, like this.
0: Yeah, um, it's been a good
2: minute. It's been a while. I don't. I really can't. Like, I'm really sitting here trying to figure it out. But um, yeah, I mean, Oregon's play calling in the second half was just abysmal. Um, it it's frustrating because. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a fan of Oregon, but you would expect a team with that much, but that much talent on it on the offensive side of the ball to be able to get something going, and they just they fell apart. It's as simple as that. Oregon State outplayed them so bad, like it's not even funny. Yeah. It's really sad. It's another one of these teams that had their destiny and choked it.
0: Yeah. they got a first year head coach. I mean, they'll take, I mean, not, it wasn't a bad year necessarily for the Ducks. but it's a bad the, finish, though. The but expectations the, they had,
1: I would say it's kind of bad.
0: I w- no, the, here's what I'm saying the expectations they had at the beginning of the season, I don't think they expected it like this to be, you know, top 10 and potentially. You know, about to play for the Pac-12 championship.
1: I mean, they started off ranked
0: four in the country, didn't they? They st- listen. They started off like that, but after that loss against Georgia, you were expecting, you know, oh, this is going to be the you know the downfall oh, know. of this team after this. Oh yeah,
1: I 100 percent agree with you. I'm just saying, but the expectations going into the season were, oh yeah, they were sure, gonna a team. They were going to compete for the college football playoffs, and not even to make the Pac-12 championship. I think that's a little disappointing.
0: Well, listen. Yeah, you had the bad loss. He had a really tough loss against Washington. And that was really the game that really you know decides everything. Because if they even lose this game, they still would play USC for the Pac-12 championship. That Washington game really set them back because they were at that point the fifth ranked team in the country, and they just you know they let that game slip away from them, and they let this game slip away from them. So really bad second halves in both of those games for the Ducks. They'll have to see what bowl game they'll be in this upcoming bowl season. But yeah, you're right. I mean. Definitely expectations that could have been better if they had won this game, a
1: hundred percent. And let's talk to expectations. I don't think anyone really expected this year. Kansas State beating in-state rival Kansas to earn a spot in the Big Twelve title game, and the goal they're going to go on to face TCU. I don't think anyone had penciled in Kansas State as their as one of the members of the uh, Big Twelve championship game they this year. In either of these teams. Oh, These
2: so, like, like the words right now of my mouth. I mean, you know, who would
1: be more surprised than you, though? Kansas State or TCU? I think TCU because the,
0: the way they've been, they're undefeated in the fourth ranked team, uh, now the third ranked team in the country. Well, I'm not
1: talking about like, uh, to, not their current like resumes or whatever, just to make the actual title game themselves.
2: I still think TCU. Well, uh, both because you know what? Everybody
1: thought Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Well, or Texas. The, oh, texas, one of them, yeah. yeah i know texas is never back though let's uh let's yeah. be clear on
0: that <laughs> yeah but on paper you probably thought they would be one of the favorites going into the season or Yeah, them. i
2: mean agreed but that that's where your expectation was for the big the big 12 as per usual um so this whole season in the big 12 has been surprising to say at least yeah
1: yeah, I mean, um, we have to talk about how great Kansas State and even Kansas. Kansas is playing for a bowl game. Craziest yeah. sentence of twenty twenty two. Yeah, I mean, listen for Kansas.
0: I mean, it was really a bad stretch to end the season, but you got to think of it this way. We saw that coming, though. You saw, saw it exactly. You saw this happening, and they had a lot of injuries on both sides of the ball, especially their quarterback going down during the game against. I want. I I'm pretty sure it was a TCU game. So, it was. you know. A really tough stretch of the season for the Jayhawks, but you're right. They're making a bowl game either way, which is something they haven't said in a very long time. And for Kansas State, I mean, now they have a chance to avenge that loss to TCU in a game they were up double digits and really could have pulled off the big win. They have a chance to avenge that this upcoming Saturday and get NTCU's chance of making the college football playoff with a win.
1: Yeah, I, Kansas State pretty much dominated this entire game against Kansas. Uh, I I thought, again, maybe Kansas would cover, but I got caught again. But, hey, you take the over because at the end of the day, this is the Big 12, and they're sco- going to score 70 points regardless. Yeah. Uh, Kansas State, they looked like they were on another level. They looked like that Kansas State team when they were contending for making the college football playoffs for a very brief period of time. They looked very good. Are they going to look this good against TCU next week? I don't know about that. I think if they get
0: Adrian Martinez back for this game, which, he remember, he got injured in that game against TCU, So, if he's able to play in this game against TCU and get some pretty much revenge, I don't know. I think the Jayhawks, I think, excuse me, not the Jayhawks. I think the Wildcats have a really good chance.
1: I can't wait to see the outcome of this because it's going to be really interesting. I mean, you have a lot of storylines. TCU, the team of destiny versus Kansas State, the team that could have been. It's going to be really interesting to see how this uh, Big 12 championship turns out.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely see.
1: But guys, let's
0: get into, before we get into, you know, some of our games that we have this upcoming weekend, some big news when it comes to coaching decisions for some of these, you know, prestigious, you know, power five schools. And it's really started off early on with, you know, an extension with Lane Kiffin. He's back at, he's going to stay at Ole Miss for another, for another six years, big time contract for him. He gets 9 million a season. And this is, you know, after the rumors that he was potentially going to Auburn to be their next head coach, he stays with the Rebels. So. You know they get their big time coach to stay there. You know he's made the he's gotten the program back into some some glory I would say. So we'll see how that turns out. Uh, obviously some other news: Lane Kiffin, or not Lane Kiffin. Sorry, I said the same thing. Hugh Freeze is now the new head coach at Auburn. A monster hire for them. He's now back in the SEC. He gets a six year contract worth six point five mil per season. So a big gift for the Auburn Tigers. You know, obviously kind of like Williams. You know, finished the season now as the interim head coach. He replaces Bryce Harson as the head coach of the Tigers. Brian, Can- is it? I always say Bryce. I don't know why I say that. Sorry, correct. Me no, it, it, for, correct me if you need to. Trust me, it's fine. So Hugh Freeze gets an opportunity now to coach Auburn and potentially bring them back to the promised land where they haven't been in a very long time, and he gets to play Ole Miss sometimes too. So he has a chance to face his old team and see how that goes. Um, another big hire we saw was Wisconsin hiring Cincinnati head coach Luke Fickle. You know, Luke Fickle last year got Cincinnati into the college football playoff and, a, you know, a Cinderella run there. Now he gets to coach the Wisconsin Badgers who just missed out uh, playing for the Big Ten championship this year. They'll have a chance to maybe get, you know, back to their old glory when they were ranked and, you know, would compete for the Big Ten championship. So a good opportunity for them. Guys, when it comes to those three, is there really something that stands out to you? Um, Yes.
1: Uh, You want to go first? The big...
2: I'm going to discuss the Auburn signing as, you know, I have a lot of family that went to Auburn. Um, But I actually think Fickle is probably the biggest surprise from what he was building at Cincinnati. I'm surprised he left. Um, But again, to Hugh Freeze, I think it was a really smart signing for Auburn. The guy's a winner in the SEC for the most part. You know, he was definitely not a bad coach. Uh, He's a good recruiter. And I think this... He's done done a really good job there. Yeah. I think this gives them a chance to be able to get to the point where they're competing every year again. Or if not competing, at least being... A spoiler to a lot of these scenes. well listen
0: with the way the SEC is going to be in the next couple of years it's going to be a dogfight so they're hoping oh, yeah. that that is the case because Auburn like we've like you said they it's been a while since they've really you know gone to that prestige I mean obviously I think the last time they were in contention was when Bo Nix was there
2: but mm, even 2014 I guess was the last time that I really know, would say that they were in contention
0: that's fair I, either way for Auburn to get a guy like this is big because, like I said, he was building stuff at Liberty. Liberty at a couple points of the season were ranked, so to get them ranked is a huge, you know, accomplishment. He now gets to go back to the SEC. He was really good at Ole Miss. Obviously, his last season there was tumultuous to say the least. But you're right, a big opportunity for Auburn to get back on track after a rather tough stretch with Harson.
2: Yeah, I mean it. Freeze brings baggage with him But I think at this rate You know the Auburn Boosters and everybody They want football back To be relevant um. So they're willing to overlook it
1: Yeah right, so, so I want to go into Luke Fickle Becoming the new head, head coach of Wisconsin I had a heated discussion Earlier in the year Why they shouldn't have fired Paul Christ And the logic was oh they're really scared of losing their coordinator that's he's going to get a head coaching job, so you don't even end up hiring him that's that's my biggest gripe of the whole I mean, situation I and you can't even argument. say you can't even say like okay, well, he didn't have a really good year it's like well, Paul Chris wasn't having a really good year so if you're just judging him based off what he inherited, I don't think that's a fair scenario then. the
0: thing is though when you have a chance to get a head coach that took a team like Cincinnati that they t- Remember, he got them to the college football playoff last year. Yeah. If you're I'm not aware of that. If you yes. hire a guy like that, I don't think you can really realistically say no. I
1: think you have to take the opportunity to do that. Agreed. So I'm going to say no. And here's why I don't care if it was 10 years ago, but he already tried in the Big Ten before with Ohio, with Ohio State. He had his chance in the Big Ten a decade ago, and he led them to a sub 500 record, the first sub 500 record. Uh, yeah, wasn't that during the Jim Trussell? Yes, that was during. Yes, it was. Yes, it was during the Jim Trestle debacle. Urban Meyer comes in the next year and they go undefeated. So I I don't know what to tell you. Urban Meyer is also
2: a really good college football coach. Yeah, he is. But I'm saying the quality
1: the the quality of uh, players did not change that much from 2011 to 2012.
2: Uh, I think. I think
0: that's. I I did. I think that's (laughs) not. I I just think that's an unfair to, to go off of his one year at Ohio State. Because
1: I mean, listen. At the end missing... of the day, he he's going from the Americans to the Big Ten. That's a pretty big no, jump. So. No,
0: I, no, I know. But I'm saying at that time he's a co- he was at Ohio State already. So they just hired him to be the interim because.
1: Yes, they, I'm aware, you know, but but, but my had, whole beef is, God, he my whole beef is he had a way better he had he was in a much better opportunity than at Ohio State than he is at Wisconsin right now. Yeah, Ohio State, the facilities, the, uh, the the booster, the alumni, the culture, the traditions, everything around OSU f- football. Yeah, but it's not like they gave him a second miles, opportunity. Mile. I, I, that's what I'm saying, though. Like he had an opportunity at a better program and he was so. No,
0: Ohio State didn't give him the but, opportunity yeah, it was really, to have a second well,
1: year. State yes, I'm aware of that. And a there's change. a reason why they didn't bring him back. That's because not Urban true Meyer at all. was available. The
2: Urban Meyer is available. You hire Urban Meyer. What are you talking about? You,
0: if a former national champion head coach is available, you have to hire him. Like I don't care what his, you know, oof. what his status is of his now. Obviously, is, as isn't pretty, but you hire him. There's yes, I'm aware of it. I, he's one of the most prestigious coaches in college football history.
1: Yeah, I'm aware. I I know Urban Meyer, college football genius, NFL, you know, moron. But that's besides the point. But the point is, they didn't see enough in him to even think about it i saw urban nick, meyer in this kind that's of just, but not but that, but true that, but that's, at all but that's what, what we're getting at is is that but, it's not that
0: it's not more on him it's more the fact that oh okay urban how, meyer well, is available oh nick i'm not even gonna second guess it we're gonna hire him
2: nick i'll put this out there for you um so you just fire well your head coach i actually have a good example did he, done. oh nick go for it then I was just going to bring how, it up. So, it. so like, you know how the Jets a...
0: had Chad Pennington for the longest time, and he was like, he was actually a <laughs> decent quarterback for them. When Brett Favre Every got minute. released, when Brett Favre got released, did the Jets hesitate in hiring and signing Brett Favre? Uh no, but they should have. Bruh, they. So you're saying they shouldn't have hired got Brett Favre? Well, I mean, obviously in hindsight, I mean, that's 2020. But I'm talking about. At that time you're saying no. I also I also think coaches and players aren't a fair comparison. I know sorry, I, no, I know I far longer shelf like than
1: uh, coaches.
0: No, I I understand. I'm saying that's the best
1: example I could give. I'm saying
2: I was gonna say if Belichick's available, do you and your uh, interim head coach?
1: Belichick is the undisputed build but, of all time, Bill. Oh my god.
2: But what I'm saying, Urban Meyer was a champion, had a ton of success already. That that's more of what I'm getting
0: at. The whole the whole uh, Luke Fickle Ohio State narrative. I don't think is fair. I you have to look at what he's done. At and I don't the last think, listen.
1: I, listen, I don't think Wisconsin not giving the coordinator hedge that's a fair chance as well. Being, uh, I, well, I don't know uh, what's what going man. Uh, I, mean, I, I feel like that. F- if, I, if I was a player on that team, I'd be a little kind of. I'd be ticked off by that. No, you're not. You just brought I, in
2: a guy that not. brought a fucking non-power five team to a college football playoff. You're hyped, probably. Yeah, if a- Cincinnati
1: got in there for, because they died of the sins. Because UCF died for their sins, that's why Cincinnati oh my got in there. God. Shut up. It's all. It's true. That's the reason why they did. Because if if you know what, if UCF made that, Cincinnati wouldn't. Have, they wouldn't have put Cincinnati in because they wanted to put a non-power five team in there. Are you gonna disagree with me? Yes, if I was, am, actually. If, oh, so you're telling me if UCF makes that. A cup. all those years ago, you could tell me they, Cincinnati's just going to make it, because there's a lot of controversy, oh, Cincinnati shouldn't be in there. But the whole thing was, oh, well, non-Power 5 team has never made, so they had that whole narrative going behind them.
2: But they didn't give a shit, because you know what? If the committee actually cared,
1: Yeah, UCF would have been in it, but that's besides the point.
2: But UCF was a trash can team.
1: Uh, I don't want to hear it. We're getting off topic here. Nick, give me... I think Luke Fickle's a terrible hire, and Wisconsin is going to regret it I
2: think you're a clown. But
1: I, I guess we'll see. As an as an only, remind me. Remind me of 2024.
0: I, the only thought I want to give up is that something that I didn't bring up is one David um David Shaw, the former Stanford head coach, now being I guess you could say fired, mutually parted ways. however you want to go about that, he's now gone to Stanford. So that opens up another power five, you know, opening. Colorado is also looking for a head coach. And we've seen, you know, rumors about potentially Deion Sanders maybe making that jump to going into the power five for college football. He's done some great things at Jackson State. Can he be a good head coach for a potential team like Colorado or South Florida or Stanford or whatever? Whoever you want to, whatever team is potentially hiring. I think that's going to be something to monitor for the next couple of weeks. But really much other than that, I mean, from what you guys pretty much said, I mean, Hugh Freeze is a great hire for Auburn. I think other than Johnson, really disagreeing with the Luke Fickle hire. I think that's a great hire for Wisconsin. And it really gives those two teams a chance to get back to their old, to potential old glory and, you know, compete in those really tough conferences, the two toughest conferences in all of college football.
2: Agreed. I, I'll get into the Dion thing. I think he's, if he's smart, he waits for a bigger school than colorado to offer a job um I mean, I mean yeah what he's got going right now at jackson state is fine i mean he could also job hop at it listen point. it's it's
0: all it's all about ex- it's all about exposure I
2: but i i just don't see colorado being
0: i know listen i'm not disagree with that I'm, it's more the fact of if you go to one of these schools, you're going to get more exposure. Because you're already Deion Sanders. You already have enough exposure as it is. Oh, 100%. But then you're going to go to one of these schools that have you know network deals. Jackson State does not
2: have that. No disrespect, yeah, to but Also, too, though, I mean, with his whole bar stool stuff with Deion, that might play a factor into what schools look at him. I will say that. Now I'm sitting here thinking about it.
1: That's why I, well, think yeah, I mean like... he brings an infinite amount of money from from boosters. That's why I think a team like Stanford, you
0: could see maybe them looking into that because now with David Shaw being gone, yeah, but I don't might... think
1: Stanford's
2: going to be willing to take the Barstool baggage with them.
0: Hey, listen, they're at a point of the season. They're at the point of their career where they have not been good since what Andrew Luck was there. They've been
2: they've had a couple decent seasons what with, with uh... Uh,
0: what Kevin Hogan for one. Yep, year? I'm not giving you that either way. Uh, they haven't been good since Andrew Luck. They have not been in you know national championship consideration since Andrew Luck. If you can hire Deion Sanders, you could potentially you know Deion could bring a lot of things to the table for a school like that.
2: Oh Nick, I'm not disagreeing with you. I really think that'd be a smart hire for them. I just don't know if Stanford would be willing to take the baggage.
0: I, um, at this rate, they shouldn't care. That's that's what I'm getting I, at.
2: Agreed, but they're all, they also consider themselves like a borderline Ivy League school,
0: like. Uh, I, again, I don't think they should care at this rate. They just—they need to win. They—they they have not been winning at all. But
2: you can't even be good you at football. Win, or you
0: can be, can't or You can't be
1: smart. You can't be both. You can't. Exactly. You have a
0: two-win year in the Pac-12. It, it's not good. They, something has to change for that school.
1: They did. They got
2: Shaw is gone. I mean, we'll and see that, who they
0: that, hire. That's what I'm saying. It depends on who they hire. I don't.
2: I just—I I don't see them. I, like I said, I—I I see them just staying away from
1: Dion because of all the extra stuff. That's all. That's fair. So, kind of wrapping up a coaching discussion, let's go to our favorite section of this podcast. D-Gen Central. We're still looking for a name. We had a couple of good names out there. We're still looking for a name for this segment where we pick the winners, losers, spreads, over, under, for the hottest games of the week.
2: D-Gen's Weekly.
1: D-Gen's Weekly? D-Gen's r I'm still second with that. D-Gen's us. We'll figure it out eventually. But I want to start off with the ACC Championship. These are all going to be championship games. ACC Championship, North Carolina on the road versus Clemson. Clemson, 7.5 points, Wait, favorite at home, 61.5 points as the over-under. Who wants to start us? To
2: say,
0: you, you know what? Not, I was about to correct you, Johnson, but technically you're not wrong. This technically is a road game for Clemson. It's game is in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's technically a road it game always for Clemson. Is. No, I know, but I was gonna correct him yeah. at first, because technically on pay it does say Clemson at North Carolina. I was gonna originally correct him, I was like, oh wait, no, that's right. The game is in North that's Carolina. A home game. Um I guess I could start. Listen, I had a lot of faith in North Carolina up until these past two weeks. They lose to a really bad Georgia Tech team, and then they lose to a North Carolina state team that has pretty much been ab- abysmal since they're you know, they had all these injuries the past couple of weeks. So, to lose those two games really is deflating for this team. Now, for Clemson, I mean, listen, they've had two great losses as well. Nor- North was really bad. They got two wins after that against Louisville and Miami. And then they lost this game against South Carolina. I'm not confident in either team. They're both really struggling to end the season. Now, what I will say is, I could see a lot of points being scored. Um... I'll just take the over. I don't I I don't trust either team to win. I don't care who wins. If I had to pick a team to win it would be Clemson. I don't I hope they don't win though. Don't don't mark me down for Clemson. Just give me the over.
1: Oh, I'm not going to mark you. I'm going to give you the over, Grayson. Beautiful.
2: Uh I'm also sticking with the over. Um, I'm I'm taking North Carolina money line. Oh boy. North Carolina money line. Um, hey. my reason behind that is where North Carolina struggled the most has been at home, and
0: they're home this technically. Is,
2: but yes, they are, but, but no. they're not. Uh, what I'm saying is they're they're tra- technically traveling. They're not going to be set. Like I think this might change the dynamic of them from te- from their usual home game. Um, so the I'm other I'm way North, it,
0: the other way North Carolina wins is a walk away or wherever the hell. If he's ukulele. He doesn't deserve to be called fuglelely at this rate. Um, and the only way they North Carolina wins is if he plays like crap again. I mean,
2: Nick, by your standards, it's pretty. From what you said earlier, it's pretty likely
1: he will. So, so he has most. So Grayson, you're taking uh, you're taking over six and one and a half in North Carolina money line. Is that correct? Yep. I'm just gonna stick with the over. I'm gonna keep it simple. Both these teams, like Nick said, are <sighs> collapsing. It hasn't been pretty. Uh, but hey, both these teams can't play defense. So I wanna I wanna see a lot of points. I want to see a game end forty to thirty-eight. So give me the over. This seems pretty simple to me. Uh-huh. And let's head into our next game with Kansas State versus TCU. This is pretty surprising to me at TCU two and a half point favorites, not given a lot there. Over under same as the NC UNC Clemson game at sixty one and a half points. Who wants to start us off?
2: I guess I'll go. Um, I'm taking the over. These teams combined average, uh, was this forty, uh, seventy four points. If <laughs> so you combine the two of them, um, so those are a little inflated, but like I could still see it going no, over. Oh, it's not inflated. They're in the um,
0: Big Twelve. No one plays defense.
2: Suck a dick. Um, I'm actually going to take. TCU alternate spread? I'm going with 7.5. Okay, so um, you think
1: they're covered by more than a touchdown.
2: Yeah, I I just have a feeling that TCU feels that destiny call, and they're, just going to, they're playing with some sort of confidence that I don't know if you're going to be able to stop.
0: All right, Nick, give me your thoughts. Uh, I will also take the over, and I'm going to take TCU money line. Here's my issue with this game for Kansas State. If Martinez does not play, I don't I I listen, I'm not going to say they're going to they're going to absolutely lose cuz Will Howard has looked really good for Kansas State the last couple weeks. Now, the issue being is that this is kind of like, you know, that dream scenario for TCU where you see this one team that you didn't expect, yeah, that last year in Cincinnati, it pretty much is this year it's TCU. I think at the rate that they're going, they've had a magical season, it's going to continue. Max Duggan has been a monster for them all year. I think he'll do just enough to outduel Kansas State at the end of the game. TCU is going to win this game. The over is going to hit for sure, and it's going to be a great one at Jerry World.
1: Now, I'm going to disagree with both of you on TCU. I'm taking Kansas State money line here
0: because he wants chaos.
1: I want chaos. I want chaos, and I think that TCU, they've been the team of destiny. However, they can't stay.
0: You want Alabama or Ohio State in the playoff.
1: I don't want Ohio State. I just want chaos. Uh, I want chaos, and I want to see Kansas State get. This is their revenge game right now, because this the season that could have been for Kansas State. They're going for vengeance. And in Jerry World, you're going to see Kansas State put up 40-plus points. The over is going to hit, and the Kansas State money line is going to hit. Those are my picks. Okay. Who doesn't love chaos? Let's go over to the Pac-12 championship. Utah-USC. Spread is USC minus Fury. Another surprising one to me. And over-unders at 66.5 points. I don't think it's much surprising. I mean, I don't really believe in Utah, but we'll get into that in a second. Who wants I to mean, start us off? Yeah, go, go um, for
2: a reason. Uh, I, w- I kind of want chaos myself give me utah i, th- I think they're going to pull it off again um i don't think you utah money line and the over i just i don't know if i trust lincoln riley in a big game like that well, the funny thing
0: is, is that this wouldn't be the first time Lincoln Riley's gotten to the college football playoff because he's done it so many times with Oklahoma. And this scene, yeah, and, and the I, fight... every time they choke. Hey, listen, uh, that's fine. In the college football playoff, they choke. We're not talking about the conference championship week. They choke.
2: But Which they barely is... played a conference championship. The Big Twelve had a conference championship. What do you mean? He's barely played it though. Like
0: okay, has he won the Big Twelve championship? I mean, against right, we're not the we're not the... getting
1: this right now. Nick, give me your picks.
0: Well, it's funny because this USC team reminds me of uh, Oklahoma pretty much, and which is why not only is the over going to hit, USC is going to win. USC, only loss was to Utah. They're going to want revenge. You know they're going to get that revenge. Utah, listen, they're even lucky to even be here. They weren't even supposed to be here. The only reason they got here is because Oregon won, uh, lost to Oregon State. So Utah, at the end of the day, they're proud to be here. They're now top 10 again. And pretty, I I think if I'm not wrong, I think a lot of people are taking Utah to win this game. I don't understand why.
1: A lot of money is on Utah because the belief is USC is going to choke.
0: Yeah, they're going to choke in the college football playoff. As of right now, they're not choking in this game. USC is going to win.
1: Okay. So Nick's taking the over USC money line. Grayson's taking Utah money line. I'm taking over uh, an over 66.5. I'm also taking the over. It looks like everyone's hammering the over today but I'm going to take Utah Plus Fury. I really want Utah to win. I really want to take the money line, but I think they'll unfortunately keep it close. Uh I don't believe in USC at all. I also don't believe in Utah so it's hard for me to pick a winner here. But I'm I'm confident in the over. But I'm going to pencil myself in for the over and Utah Plus Fury. So that's over 66 and a half and Utah Plus Fury. So uh-huh. let's go in so let's go into the probably least interesting game of the week, which is the Big 10 Championship. Purdue in a Big Ten championship. I think we've all seen it now. The Boilermakers on the road. Uh, technically home technically. On the road. Technically home. I, get, I mean, technically home on paper. It's it's. I hate college championships because on, listen, uh, listen,
0: on paper. Listen. L- on paper, they're on the road. Let me, get this, no, hold on, hold on. let me get this narrative out of the way. There is no road team. There is no home team for a conference championship game. It only depends on where you're playing in the stadium.
1: Yeah, it depends on what uniforms you have on. That's pretty much what it boils down to. Yeah, I hate the narrative
0: of there's a road team and a home team for a college cha- for a conference championship. It, that is, I it, agree that's too. not that's not the case.
1: I agree. That's like MSG. Let's like uh, MS from the Big East is play Saint John's we, has pretty much the amount of home games whether they're going to play. The
0: only time Johnson that matters is like the America championship because they actually give the home team the the better team with the better record the home Correct. game. They give them the home field advantage.
1: Uh, let's go. I digress. Let's get yeah, Purdue one. Michigan. Michigan heavy favorites at sixteen and a half points. Uh minus sixteen and a half points. Heavy favorites to win this game and the over under fifty one and a half. Who wants to start us off?
2: Nick. Uh
1: I will take Michigan spread.
0: I am not confident in Purdue scoring points. I can't I can't say I'm confident taking the over in this game. The only play I like is Michigan blowing them out.
1: Okay, it's interesting.
0: I, I have I have no other there's really no you know, analysis I can give you. The the moral of the story is Michigan just came off a big-time win against Ohio State. They might technically be a home team or a road team because the technically games is in Indiana. I don't think that's going to matter. Michigan's going to roll with this one, and they're going to prove why. They're going to be the biggest threat to Georgia when it comes to winning the national championship this year. All right, interesting.
1: Over-under, not touching it? Not touching it. Okay, Grayson?
2: I'm taking Purdue with the points. Purdue points? Yeah. I, I just think Ohio, uh, Michigan's going to be so jacked up after that that win against Ohio State that they're going to come back down to earth a little bit. And I think Purdue's going to take advantage of it.
1: Okay. You taking any over-unders? Oh, hell no. <laughs> I, I'm not touching this game for 10-foot pole either, at least over-under-wise, because... I don't know what Michigan is going to show up. However, I believe that first half Michigan will show up. I don't know about second half, but I think first half Michigan will show up. And that's where I'm going to take Purdue points. I'm going to agree with Grayson. I'm taking Purdue plus 16 and a half here. Michigan has pretty much for 10 out of 11 games been a horrendous first half team, uh, especially when they're not at home, quote unquote. So they're going to be technically away from their home stadium on the road, quote unquote. And I think that's what's going to lead to Michigan's kind of lacklustre first half performance. They might score they might outscore Purdue by a touchdown or two, or maybe ten points in the uh in the second half. I don't think that's gonna be enough. I think it'd be a close game going in the, into the uh into the half and then Michigan eventually takes the lead and uh, but fails to cover. So I'm gonna say Purdue plus sixteen point
0: five. All I'm gonna say is that the same scenario happened last year where Michigan beat Ohio State and then they stopped Iowa in the Big Ten championship, which is why I have a feeling that's gonna happen the second straight year.
1: I mean, hey, and
0: that Iowa team And that Iowa team, in, in my opinion, was much is much better than this Purdue uh, Purdue
1: team this year. Okay, so we kind of but Michigan will figure players, it out. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, fair. we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, LSU and Georgia, the biggest prize of all, the SEC championship. Uh, Georgia somehow even more favored than uh, Michigan here at minus seventeen and a half points. The over under slightly lower at fifty one. Who's gonna take uh who's gonna start us off? Um
2: Georgia by a million.
1: So did I to write that down, Georgia minus one million or <laughs> no. um I
2: Georgia minus seventeen and a half. Um I just I don't know if LSU was really like Nick said earlier, just looking ahead to Georgia, but I don't know, man. Like the, I just don't trust Brian Kelly, I think. I really think that's what it comes down to. And after a loss like that, I don't know if they're going to be able to bounce back.
1: I hear you on that one. Okay.
2: And I just think George is on a different fucking
1: planet. I, I kind of agree with you. Nick, your thoughts? Okay, I got two picks for this game.
0: All right. I've got LSU plus 17 and a half, and I've got the over. Wow. Oh. I have a reasoning for LSU plus 17 and a half.
2: I'm actually more surprised over the over. <laughs> oh, the over's going to no that that I'm the
0: most confident play is the over. Look at LSU's last two games. It, it, you know you have to look. You know what? You don't even go past the UAB game. LSU's offense, other than that one game against Arkansas, has been really good the last couple of weeks. And listen, they're scoring. That's all that matters. Georgia, we know they could score, so they're pretty pretty much over. Is, in my opinion, is pretty much a lock. Now, when it comes to LSU spread. That's the trick. That is, you know, the most dangerous pick I could do in this game. I think LSU is is listen. They had a really bad loss. They haven't really looked good since the Alabama win. I think they can cover this game because Georgia has also been kind of shaky their last two games. So realistically, I think LSU is going to put up a fight, but I just don't think it's going to be enough to beat this Georgia team. I still think LSU though can cover at the end of the day.
2: It's definitely possible. I just I lean more towards I have a lot of confidence in Kirby Smart in Georgia. Um I think Kirby Smart's is gonna have that defense on oh, a different world. But the I respect that that take. Johnson.
1: So I uh, I agree with you guys. So I think that the over could definitely hit here. So I'm good grief, Nick. But I also see Georgia minus 17 and a half hitting. But here's my fear. I think the game will end somewhere around thirty-four to twenty in favor of Georgia. So I'm not confident enough to say that Georgia can cover seventeen and a half points versus LSU. They got they just got stomped. Yeah, but here's the thing. So even though we got stopped by a I think they're gonna have a little bit more of a chip on their shoulder. They have some, I guess, some to play for because they're still playing for an SEC championship. They not may not make the college football playoffs at the end of the day, but they're still playing for an SEC championship. That really doesn't come up too often. So I can see the game ending 34 20 Georgia. So if I had to pick one, I'd probably pick LSU plus 17 and a half. But I'm definitely gonna take the over here at 51 points. That's my pick.
0: Hey, listen, Grace and I both had really good weeks last week in the pick'em, so we're hoping to have a second straight week with that. But I think time's gonna tell now, guys. Before we end our conversation here, since the college football playoff poll is going to come out Sunday after these championship games, I want to get your guys, you know, final take on who you guys think will be the final four at the end of the day, and what four teams will be playing for this year's college football playoff.
2: Um, I think it's probably going to be uh Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and then Ohio State. I don't I I just don't, I don't I don't trust USC.
1: No? Oh, okay. I don't trust USC either, but it's so hard for me to pick a team right now. So here's you know my team. Lot, you,
0: you right? can just tell me who you who are the four teams you think will be in the in the playoff. You don't
1: want to pick someone. So I think I think Georgia is a lock. I think Georgia is pretty much the only lock you could have. They're I'm in, gonna pick they're Georgia no matter what. Yeah, I'm gonna pick Georgia. I'm gonna go Michigan. I'm gonna no, go you, you TC USC. Loser. Okay. I'm gonna have, yeah. I'm gonna go USC, and I think by default Ohio State gets in. However, I think if Michigan doesn't play a good enough game, you Alabama would jump Ohio State because I believe is at six. If I'm not mistaken. Right now, it is Georgia 1, Michigan 2, TCU
0: 3, USC 4, Ohio State 5, and Alabama is 6. So, this is my official
1: prediction. I'm going to say Georgia is definitely in, obviously. I'm going to say USC is probably in. However, I think TCU might drop out. And well, TCU loses, on how, they're
0: dropping out no matter what.
1: Yeah, so this is my logic. So, depending on how Michigan plays, if Michigan dominates Purdue, Ohio State gets in. But I think if Michigan struggles versus Purdue, I think they put Alabama in over, uh, over TCU. And then obviously they'd leave frog Ohio State. But th- That would be my dream scenario, but um, most likely it's probably going to be Ohio State, which two Big Ten teams in the college football playoffs would be kind of crazy, but it's definitely seems it's if possible there were two right teams
0: now. to do, it would be, be Michigan and Ohio State. They're definitely the two teams that should make it if there was Absolutely. going to be two. All
1: right, Nick? Uh, okay.
0: I, I think I think the four. I mean, listen, I I can't go back after what I made my picks. I mean, if there was one team I'm really nervous about, it'd probably be TCU. I'm confident that USC can get the revenge win. Georgia and Michigan are pretty much locks at this rate. I just really realistically pick TCU for the fact that I don't want Ohio State in the college football playoff. So the four that we currently have, I, I like that as it is, and I don't think there will be much switching, even if all if all these teams win this upcoming weekend, I don't think it will move. I think the matches that we currently have, which would be Georgia against USC and Michigan against TCU, I think that's the perfect matchups you can have when it comes to the college football playoff. I think, listen, getting an opportunity at Ohio State and Michigan would be fun, but I think we, when you have a Cinderella story like TCU going on right now, I think you want to see that team have an opportunity to maybe pull off a, a monster upset. So I think, when it comes to storytelling, I think right now, the four that we have, I think it's the perfect uh, scenario for this year's college football playoff.
1: All right. I think that's going to wrap us up, Nick. I don't think uh, anything we have anything left to talk about. C- absolutely crazy. And do uh, you have any outgoing
0: thoughts, Nick, before we end the show? I mean, listen, the season of college football has been unbelievable, to say the least. And, you know, after this past weekend, two big upsets, Now we know what Conference Championship Week is going to look like this week, and I'm sure there will be something crazy that will happen this upcoming weekend when it comes to Conference Championship Week, because you never know. Any given Saturday, as you said, Johnson, any team can win. You never know what's going to happen when it comes to college football. But once Sunday hits, we will know who the final four teams will be when it comes to it, and we will know who will be playing for this year's National Championship. But once again, that is going to do it for the All Gas No Break Sports Show. I am once again one of your co-hosts, Nick Bavona, joined alongside by Andrew Johnson and Grayson Sheepy G. Marino. Be sure to tune on into our next conversation as we discuss another interesting week in the National Football League, and we'll see how some of our teams are currently standing as we get a little bit closer towards the NFL playoffs.